Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to Live Mike, episode 17. It's a new show here on KSL News Radio. I'm grateful to you for tuning in, and I've, uh, I've made this plea to you a number of times as we've gotten this show uh, up and running. If you have uh, friends or neighbors or family members, would you tell them about this show? This is a shameless request I'm making uh, because I, I think I do it, obviously, self-interestedly. You know, I, My success is tied to how many of you folks listen in. And uh, the, the additional to that, or in addition to that, I make the invitation because uh, we do work hard on this program. And I have a strong team of folks here with me, producer Amy, and, and uh, we we comb through these stories uh, throughout the day. And we try to make the decisions uh, that are in your best interest. I know that sounds almost uh, preposterous or maybe it's a little grandiose or uh, self-important. Uh, but what we do here is we look at what's going on around the world. We look at what's going around the country and what's going on around Utah. And the question we ask ourselves every morning, is this important uh, to the folks who are listening? And uh, hopefully we get it right. If we don't, though, there's a way for you to let us know. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. 57500. Send me some texts. Tell us if you know our, our selection of stories is okay. Uh, some of you have been pointing out that I'm uh, uh, still talking too fast. Uh, it, my my words are getting ahead of my thoughts, and uh, I'm working on that. I promise you that. Uh, and in addition, uh, I'd like to hear what suggestions you might have for the program. Five seven five news tips. We call them five seven five zero zero. Is the Utah Community Credit Union uh, text line? Just got word that our friend Alex Stone at ABC News he uh, had to had to take off. Not going to be able to give us a report. Uh, but what I can tell you is that Boeing uh, today, as they deal with uh, another catastrophe, uh, this one happened in Iran. A uh, Boeing seven thirty seven plane. It was bound uh, for Kiev. It crashed in Iran, killing. Everyone on board, 176 individuals, uh, nine of them members of Ukraine International Airlines. This is flight uh, 752. Now, this is, you hear Boeing, you hear 737, you think you know w- w- what kind of plane that is. Well, this is not the the Boeing 737 uh, MAX model that was grounded almost a, a year ago after those two crashes. Now, this is just a, a generic 737. Uh, the cause of the crash is not immediately known. Uh, and if I'm honest, a crash like this typically wouldn't make it into the rundown, we call it here on the program. That's the list of topics we're going to cover today. It's pretty heavily dominated by events in Iran. And it is for that same reason that we're talking about this plane crash. It was bound for Ukraine and it crashed just minutes after takeoff from Tehran. Uh, the It happened on Wednesday, but it really happened yesterday here locally. The times uh, are funny. 
Uh, so just minutes after takeoff, the plane crashed. <clears throat> there were 167 passengers, uh, nine crew. Uh, they have all passed away. It was an older model of the Boeing 737. Um, oh, no, I, that's incorrect. This is a relatively new plane, rather, uh, delivered from the manufacturer, Boeing, uh, just recently crashed just after uh, 6 a.m. local time, minutes after the flight. Now, we don't know why. We don't know uh, much about the individuals on board. We know that many of them were from uh, Canada. There were some passengers from Afghanistan as well, Germany, three from Britain. Uh, but the, the overwhelming majority of these folks uh, were from Canada and Iran, Sweden and Ukraine. <clears throat> uh, it raises a lot of questions. We've been talking throughout the morning and we'll continue to talk. And I apologize for that, but please bear with us because there's important stuff in here. We're talking throughout the morning about what happened uh, in Iran. The Iranian regime sent all those missiles over into Iraq, uh, landing on U.S. areas where uh, we were fine. We weren't, uh, there were no Americans or Iraqis or any coalition uh, partners. There were no injuries there. Uh, but it happened almost exactly the same time this Boeing 737 went down. We're going to continue to follow that uh, because it's fascinating and it is one of these stories that makes you scratch your head and say, hmm, that coincidences often are not uh, coincidental, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it doesn't sound, uh, doesn't sound right definitionally, uh, but oftentimes when you encounter a coincidence, the wise course of action is to examine it because there is a high likelihood that maybe uh, nothing coincidental is happening at all. Now, the reason we brought up Boeing... Uh, certainly for this crash, but also uh, getting back to that 737 MAX. You know about those two uh, crashes from last year, which it took so many lives. Uh, Boeing has had a, a tough year. I was just looking over their stock prices. And I know that you know when we talk about lives being lost, uh, if your instinct is to check the stock price, you, you probably have some kind of cold heart. Uh, but it does help us understand the story. It un- helps us understand uh, what Go- Boeing has been through and, uh, and how uh, they're faring. In the face of these uh, of these uh, crashes, these plane crashes of the 737 Max. Well, here's been the difference, or here's what uh, Alex Stone was going to tell us about Boeing. Uh, in the face of this crash uh, out in Iran, they're also making news today by telling airlines this week, and these are the the partners, the airlines Delta and what have you, who have purchased these Boeing 737 Maxes, telling the airlines this week that it's now recommending recommending. That the pilots undergo simulator training before they eventually fly the 737 MAX again. So, again, the, the MAX is grounded. It's been so for about a year. Um, if I look at Boeing stock over the past year, uh, they end up not uh, having moved too much uh, year to year. So, you, you take today, what is the date? The 8th. Uh, a year ago, the stock price was about the same. There's certainly been some fluctuation throughout the year. And uh, just before September, we saw things dip. That was, uh, I think, uh, just after one of the the crashes of this 737 max well boeing is now recommending that those pilots undergo simulator training now why is that that sounds like common sense uh i i'll tell you in my last capacity as a, a congressional aide i and working for congressman bishop who represents northern utah big part of northern utah is hill air force base hill air force base is the home of the f-35 i because of all of that i found myself on two occasions uh was able to hop inside the simulator for an f-35 and as i talked to and it was it was uh, instructional i was being told uh, how this 
simulator is used, how the pilots, the fighter pilots, who are cool, cool, cool people, uh, how the, man, if I could be a fighter pilot, if I could go back and, and just start over, I might be a fighter pilot. Anyway, uh, th- these simulators are crucially important. But uh, it was the recommendation by Boeing when they were selling these planes that this plane pretty much flies itself. It's so advanced. uh, Your pilots don't need simulators. But then two of them fell out of the sky. And they were grounded all over the world. And now Boeing is saying, hey, you know what? Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, maybe we ought to put those pilots in some simulators. You know, when the stakes aren't as hot, when you're in a simulator, you know, you don't have a cabin full of people behind you. It's just you. It's a computer game. Uh, the stakes are not as high. Boeing is saying, "Hey, maybe we ought to. Maybe we ought to develop some uh, tactics uh, there. Maybe we ought to send our pilots uh, to undergo some training there." Sounds like common sense. I'm sure it's more complicated than that, and I'm sure that Boeing would have some sort of explanation as to why they initially recommended uh, that flight simulator training well, wasn't needed. But to my pea brain that doesn't understand much, uh, this certainly uh, was not understandable for me. But I'm glad to, to see that they're making strides towards safety. Maybe the pilots ought to uh, undergo some simulator training. Uh, so that's uh, news out of Boeing. Sorry we didn't have Alex Stone there. He was going to give us some better details. Uh, I did the best I could to explain things. Um, listen, we have a lot uh, going on ahead in the program. One hour left. Uh, there are three stories. We're going to talk about uh, population numbers here in the state of Utah uh, coming as a result of immigration. Uh, they're actually uh, on the decline. We're going to talk uh, to a Deseret News uh, reporter who's going to explain to us a great story she's just put together. Uh, we're also going to speak to Senator Mitt Romney, Representative Ben McAdams. They have both recently attended classified briefs things on what took place in Iran over the past couple of days. And in our last segment of the day, a sad one from the zoo. You may have heard, you know, the giraffe up there, Pogo? Uh, she was pregnant. Well, uh, today we learned that that giraffe passed away. It's a sad thing. We're going to learn about it uh, from a spokesperson from the zoo. A friend of mine, Erica Hansen, is going to join us in studio. That's all ahead in the final hour of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.